Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You are here on this glorious day with your host, the Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. Where are we at, baby? We are at, of course, once again, the farm out here on the lake. And it's just another unbelievable day. The jump in the water just now is perfect. Yeah, we so. just jumped in. And considering the fact that it has just been a fucking shitty ass, rotten mess, it's been so hot. Um, it was nice though today. I mean, is it even? Is it in the nineties? Is it? Is it? No, all? it's. No? I think high is supposed to be eighty three today, and um, but we did get in eight. Eight. Yeah, we couldn't play nine. Nine was shut down. Uh, a little remodel. I think they're putting in new um, new car pass at St. James, but um, it was humid. Yeah. The temperature was low, but we were both soaking. It, it, it was humid. I mean, the grass acted like asphalt today. You know how, like, when it's really hot outside and then there's water on the asphalt and it's literally like a magnifying glass? The grass was like that. And the grass did not want to let go of your ball today. I think the dew point was super high because we had a lot of fog coming in. And um, I was real foggy this morning. The minute that sun come up, the dew was going. And I think the dew point was high. And, and we just, but because now... There's, there's a little bit of breeze, and thank God, because we got an umbrella, and it's a pain in the ass up here on the water, um, and I need to do something about that. But anyway, we're here. We're at the picnic bench uh, on the dock overlooking the lake, and I'll take some snapshots, as always, but nothing but blue skies and puffy clouds, and glad to be down here with my brother. Yeah, this is awesome. This is the second time you and you've been down here by ourselves. And Third time by ourselves. By ourselves, really? I th- no, mate. No, just you and I, yeah. Sorry, right. by ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been like you, me, and other people, but yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, it's one of the favorite places, man. It's really cool to come out here. Um, I actually joked once. I was like, so when we come out here, it's literally just music, cigars, water, drinks, Sit up all night talking shit, telling jokes, all this and that. No TV, not really much technology. And we sat here with all this shit in the podcast. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like when some of the brothers come down, they're like, hey, man, can we watch the hockey game, baseball? I'm like, listen, man, give it up. We don't need any news. We don't need sports. We don't need shit except good music, good fellowship. And let's smoke some cigars and do some drinking and enjoy the friggin' outdoors. And pretty much everybody has been chilly willy with that. Um, but some of them like, yeah, but dude, I'm like, no, let's let's just. I don't have it anyway, so right. it ain't happening, right? So I mean, there's no <laughs> drive, sense in arguing. Drive down a gravel road to pull into lock a gate. Hey, what's the Wi-Fi password? Yeah, no, there's no Wi-Fi fucking down here. Man. And I'm sure we could get it now. Security reasons, I've considered it, like having. You know, eyes on the farm and just dropping a camera in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have considered that. But anyway, 
we can get back to our bullshit and what are we um what are our, our smokes you brought me um so illusion. i brought um the cowboy smoking on illusion phantom um it's the ec series stuff um kind of older kind of not really depends on when you look at which time it was released out uh but it's one of my favorite uh what i like to call those just tricky feel-good cigars you know it doesn't really it doesn't really smoke like it's too strong uh but it's definitely got some worth to it which is a lot of fun um and then i'm just smoking i haven't smoked one in a while i had a couple of friends and i went out to kansas city they found a sampler pack so it was just all five sizes of it um it's my favorite league of bravada it's a t52 so this is just this is just the toro size laying there so I, I was like you know what why not there's the wind of course there's the dude wind. it can be like this two shot match you know what it's like down here because one of our podcasts we had no wind and then it got windy then the clouds came in and then we had rain then we had hail yeah there was hail that day and then guess what sun clouds go away and we're right back to where where it was but yeah we won't let us slow it down. no we got some white fine. caps you know it would be kind of if you get a good, good bellowing of clouds, we'll just close this fucking thing. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It'll be all right. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna lighten to those, and then um, what are we starting with today? So we we had um, what did you smoke this morning? I smoked a Capricorn this morning. I'm really excited that's coming back from top to life. But I had one of my old time favorites, um, Jaime Garcia. Yep. Um, which Are I, the Toro size on that one? Uh, no, no. It was. Um, I want to say it was. A 56, a 556, something like that. Well, it, was it wasn't a true Robusto. It was a little bit bigger, but it wasn't a Toro size. Um, and um, but they have them down here at Smokers Friendly, and I want to say they were at six bucks, mm-hmm. six seventy-five something. And they're fucking hell of a good. That place down there is a little gold mine, man. It is, and it's a really nice place. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, listen, you can get some good smokes just at the gas stations down here in St. James. Um, and then they got Smoker Friendly, which has got a nice humidor. Yep, surprise to show me for some. And then later today, we're going to be going over to Leatherwood, um, uh, me and the Viking, and we're going to be checking out their new Speakeasy and uh, meeting with the owner. And um, crap, so pure old business to handle. Yeah. Um, yeah, excited about that. We met with uh, Rick from uh, Inc. Collective today. Out here in St. James is a big uh, ink collective. So ink collective, ink collective. Right, that's what yeah. I thought. Um, yeah. So like the name of the company is I N K dash O L L E C T I V E, ink collective. Um, which is cool. It's really eclectic, pretty shop. He does a lot of stuff. So we're we're getting some uh, some hats going, um, some shirts, some stuff. Cowboy's got some really cool ideas that'll that he'll he'll jump into and get them running. But we're gonna get a good good. Ass- selection of some stuff out there um well we've had the logo the new reaper logo has been we've had that in some pics now out I yeah everyone's on seen the instagram it. everyone's seen the seen it. yeah that's gonna people start that's gonna start hitting you know between this week and next everybody can start seeing on that um with the cyclops we did the anchor we had a lot going on in that logo and then the pumpkin just the white hooligan and then this one i just wanted it i just saw it being Instead of going with the skeletons and right. the Reaper and the, you know, like comic book crap, I just wanted, I made kind of a, a different sickle than I've seen before and just kept it clean and kind of a guitar pick look. Yeah. 
And, and it was um, cool to kind of explain it that way today because I hadn't thought of it that way. Like when, when Rick asked, he's like, do you guys do anything really hard? Like he said, the label is just smooth and clean. And I'm like, no, man, like you're not going to see anything with the big Grim Reaper ripping out of a back or something like that. I'm like, the logo, all you see is the scythe and the name of the cigar is the Reaper, right? So now it leaves the madness, the darkness, the chaos, you know, everything you think of with a Reaper to the cigar, which is cool. And that just falls into storyline again. Which is great. It's really interesting to think about that too. When you look at the Cyclops logo, and then we went to the Hooligan, then went to the Reaper. Like we've gotten less, and less. Detailed. They've gotten a little cleaner every yeah, time. Yeah, less and less detailed, which is cool. Which I mean, and I've, we've talked about, you know, labels on cigars. I, I always am drawn to the ones that, when you look at a label, it's just like like that label. See how clean, yeah. and and simple that is. I mean. Heaven Hill, which we're starting with today, which we've had on the show. Oh, yeah, say that so we can do our um, It's the Bottle and Bond 7-year, which is so hard to damn get. And um, anyway, cheers. Cheers, buddy. We'll get and a little sip of this go. This is the bottle that I grabbed in Colorado for, I want to say, 46 47 bucks. Is this what replaced Green Label or White Label? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And it says the bourbon is seven years old, Kentucky straight uh, bourbon whiskey, Heaven Hill. And it's got a picture of, you know, back in the day. And of course, it's 100 proof and um, just a beautiful design. Love this bottle. And it should retail for around 40 to $45, but you just never can find them. And right. of course, everybody knows the story about whenever you ask, oh, it's like very allocated. Okay. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody wants bourbon. Even a gas station where the guys are still self-serve and they've got like three bourbons in there, you know, they've got bourbon in there. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be able to buy bourbon. I mean, gas stations are, are wanting allocated stuff. It's just... Well, and what's crazy is some of them will move more allocated product than package stores will. You know what I mean? Right. Just depending on where it is or where it's sitting, you know? I mean, you never, you never know. You never know, but it is crazy where you can find it all now, yeah. everywhere. You just gotta, and it's weird too, because I went to my two honey holes in Paducah when I came back from Nashville, when we did the the Crown Heads, um, Crown Heads project, uh, yeah. where John and crew were hit with uh, COVID, but there was just another little um, gas station I hadn't stopped into. And I went in there and bought a bottle of Blanton's and 10-year Eagle Rare for, I want to say, a little over $100 for both of them. So that's... And that's Total, how, not each. That's total. how it should be, right? Um, but, you know, whatever. I guess we keep complaining about how things used to be and just deal with how they are now. Well, it, it is. And it's like people complaining about interest rates. When I bought my first little hoo-ha... My little cottage where I started my family. I think I, I think the house was like fifty-five thousand, and it was a small little brick house in uh, Maplewood. And I think our interest rate was like twelve, thirteen percent, and that was back in, you know, I want to say eighty-five, eighty-six, somewhere back in there. So, you know, and and things are never going to be normal again. This is the new normal, and the normal changes. It seems like every couple of months these days. Yeah. So you just got, if you can't get used to change, change is going to change you because things are going to continue to change and be different 
Weather is going to be more extreme. I <laughs> the rain though, ten inches, man, that's hard for. You just can't. How do you prepare for that? You don't. That's like a thousand year rain. You uh, you dig a hole and you have a pool. That's what you do with that. I don't live on a hill. <clears throat> so Christ's sake. Right. At the top if of you're the afraid hill. of. Listen, just think about the future. Like live on a hill, man. Do not. First of all. When we were looking at houses, possibly making a move, they're like, "Oh, look at this really cool house!" See all the pictures, and it's been on it's been online now for six months. I go, "Babe, there's a problem." We drive by the backyard's a creek, right? Yeah. And guess what? I just saw the other day. Yeah, they all got flooded. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if you're concerned, get up a little bit, get on some high ground. Um. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of new um, new cool spots to, to smoke that are popping around. And I was talking about this the other day. Like, we're going to go Leatherwood tonight, uh, which is here in St. James. Um, you know, we did Red Phone Booth in uh, Nashville. Yeah. Uh, lit starting construction on their build-out. Uh, Grand Cruise expanded, completely remodeled that whole right back Yeah, I'm side. excited about seeing that. I mean, it doesn't look, it's not the same. It doesn't even look the same. Wow. Um you know, there's rooftops and stuff that you can get to now. And I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to feel like c cigar smoking has hit the popularity level it's intended to hit where, especially here in St. Louis, the smoking is being done respectfully. You know, I had talked about this before where it's like, um, I think I referenced when I was on the cruise ship and I thought it was funny is there's the smoking area, you know, about from here to the edge of the, the pond there, right? Or the, the lake there. And inside the whole thing, you could sit and you Wait, could smoke. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Were you afraid of uh, offending me there? Calling my lake a pond? No, it's a lake though, right? Well, okay, it's definitely this bigger than a pond. Very large pond. <laughs> <laughs> from there to the edge of the very large pond lake. No, I'm, I'm saying it's probably a two, three acre lake. Yeah, yeah. I just... I, I don't really understand a pond in a fucking lake. Yeah. Um, in that whole area there, and you got a group of, you know, eight, ten people here. This is a true story. A bunch of Aussies were sitting there having a great time, drunk as could be. They kept calling me a pirate. It was funny. Smoking cigarettes left and right, right? So I went and sat down there with the only other guy smoking a cigar. You know, you're we like, okay, you know, whatever. Well, we're sitting down there smoking cigars. They're all down here smoking cigarettes. You know, everyone's smoking. No one's better than anybody else. Nothing like that. Group people come up smoking cigarettes. They sit down next to us. Start smoking cigarettes. No. About six of them. Yeah. Right? And it's like, okay. Now, no big deal, right? We're all, again, we're all in the smoking deck. That is not the end of the world. It is what it is. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't, un I don't, I don't get it. I understand. There's 20 seats between us. And, and I can't, I shouldn't say us and them because it's going to be taken as us and them. The people smoking cigarettes versus the people smoking cigars. Yeah. Why couldn't you just go sit down there with people already smoking cigarettes? You know? Well, it's kind of like when I got my my new car uh, that I bought. Well, it's not new. It's it's a used car. but And I park it way the hell out there. Me and Janine always laugh. Wait when we come out. Somebody or two guys will park right next to me all the way out in the parking lot. They've got all these places. And they park right next to me all the way out there. I don't know who said that. Somebody told me that, I don't know if this is real or someone made it up or whatever, that the idea behind that is, especially because your car is clean and it looks brand freaking new. Yeah. 
people will park close to it because they think other people are too afraid to park next to it. So maybe they'll stay away from their cars too. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know. I got I another know. deal. I, every once in a while, you know, I'm not a big pu public user of the bathrooms, but yet you got to use it once in a while. And it always amazes me. I don't, I don't, I have a thing about professional ordering. Like when you go to order at a fast food place or you're getting a coffee or whatever, and people get up there like they've been in line already five minutes. And they're like, uh, and I'm like, no. You, you know, like the soup Nazi? No, go to the end of the line. If you don't know, by the time you get to the fucking ordering stand that's the best. and you go up, that's automatic go to the back of the line. That's the best. Right? I mean, I am so into that. That's like a dinner. Like, I don't know anyone does this, but I've, I've, I actually witnessed it last week. There's a table set next to us, and we had ordered. And then, you know, waiter turns around, you know, they've got multiple tables, turns around to go knock it out. He goes, can I get you this? She goes, can I just have one more minute with the menu, please? He goes, he comes back and she goes, <laughs> he goes, ma'am, are you ready? Uh, do him first. She, the gentleman orders and then she goes, um, and like physically you couldn't see that waiter do shit, but his hands behind his back and you saw, <laughs> you oh. saw him ball his hand up just like that. And then he writes the order down and he goes, and I was like, Oh my God, dude. Well, here's a pro. Like the waiter comes, are you guys ready to order? Say, listen, my man, we would like to have about 15 minutes. We're gonna kinda, we're gonna have some drinks, a few cocktails, and uh, we'll go over the menus and shit, and then we'll get in. At least you're being honest. Don't let the guy keep coming back and you keep right. going, uh. Right, right. And my wife is definitely like that. I'm like, are you thinking about what you want? I love, I love that. When so we order, funny. when we go out and we get our drinks, they're like, hi, can we help you? What get you going on some drinks? I'm like, yeah, Tito's Club Line. And then I looked at her and she's like, um, like, well, what kind of wine do you have? I'm like, oh my God. Come on. It drives me crazy. But here's the other one that drives me crazy too. Is the bathroom thing. It's like, okay, every once in a while a guy's gotta go, a woman's gotta go. And you're headed there. And inevitably, here's some guy, you know overalls baggy he somehow comes out of nowhere and gets in there before me now, i don't even know what i'm walking into is it a one stall two stall or whatever and then i get in there and there's all kinds of noises it just drives me crazy i just go right back out the door it drives me crazy it's hard finding a safe place to enjoy a little moment to release and it's just <laughs> hard yeah i am gonna learn to make sound bites and I'm going to sound like some of the shit that you just said. And just put oh, it Oh, I got way better, buddy. It was fun. <laughs> I could be out in the middle of the Mojave Desert, and there ain't shit for miles around. And finally, I see a gas station, right? There is nobody there. There's not even any cars, but there is a guy behind the damn thing. And I walk in there, and there's a guy in the stall taking a crap. Yeah. And I'm just like, how could this be? And I come back in, and Janine's like, what happened? Store. I'm like, of course there's somebody in there. <laughs> And then we just drive on another 50 miles. Jesus. You know, maybe I'll get lucky in the next town. Maybe. Some guy came out of the woods to use the <laughs> facility. But anyway, I'm done. Right. How's that illusion, man? It's really good. So um, I'm gonna pull some pictures up, but I wanted to I wanted to talk about so Illusion is changing their labels. They're going to more eclectic labels. Um, like for example, here I'll show you some of their core line stuff that they're moving to. Um it's like, really a clean, yeah. almost, um, and, and I know this is not going to sound right, not herbal or herbal, um, 
but it's got a really um, interesting um, taste to it. I guess this is like my old man in me. Like I prefer the old stuff. Now, because I don't have the internet, I won't be able to pull it up, but that's what's kind of being moved to. Wow, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, huh? it's, it's much different than the Singulari lines, the the MMs, the MJs, the EGs, all their their entire line out. It's very different. <clears throat> um, but I get it. You know, it's got to kind of it's got to change with with time, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Dangelo has ever had a problem moving the product. Um, like you remember the one-offs that have the orange and white P sign on them. Oh, That's yeah. all the one-off from Illusion. Oh, no, know? okay. Yeah, I remember those. Um, and then you know the MJ-12s, the Habano, the Maduro. One's wrapped in silver, one's wrapped in gold, one's wrapped in black. Oh, okay. That's now, Illusion. Now. Yeah, yeah. We just, um, those are so far in, in between, I kind of forget about them. Well, yeah, there's just, there's not a lot of places in St. Louis that carry them. So, picking them up constantly or having It's like them Black Label, is, too. That's like every once in a while. Or Yeah, Black Label had a huge presence, but just now it's dwindling. But... Not, not, not everywhere. Just more. I do believe the different shops will start picking them up, and you're gonna start seeing bigger expansion on that. You know, that's like the excitement. Everyone's kind of waiting on the Matt Booth expansion with Forge getting it. You know, with Skin STG getting it and Forge distributing it. You know, seeing Room 101 on shelves again, everywhere, which would be cool. You know. And by the way, we just had uh, a little bit of silence. I was scrolling through music because I get up and walk every morning, an hour, hour and a half, and I try to find some different stuff, but I've been really into the island music and I found this stuff called Hip Addiction. And the first song called Float sounds a lot like Stick Figure. A lot figure. like Stick Figure. But then when I listen to them, um, they're kind of all over. They play they like different genres and different like cinematic it, by Owl City. A little of it sounds yeah. like Owl City a little bit it too. It sounds and, like it honestly sounds like it's a mashup with and then a little more serious reggae kind right. of vibe like that. This one, it's like with but they're good. If if cashed out stick figure in the movement, so the movement's singing lead and then stick figure and cashed out are trading riffs in the back. Yeah, so the music sounds like. And what's funny is when I saw Stick Figure up at Red Rocks, so Movement played right before them and they're like getting on it, right? They get on their shit. So then Stick Figure comes out and he's on it. Like just like the Movement, man, they're getting on it and jamming and then all of a sudden, boom, they break and then go into like, you know, um, not fire on the mountain, but um, fire over the hill or fire in the horizon. Fire in the horizon. Fire in the horizon. Yeah. And then they break it down, and then they start into their stuff. Anyway, I'm pumped about their new album. Yep. I haven't heard it yet. Next weekend. That's what I thought. Yep, yeah. next weekend. When we get into town, I'll pull up the... They, wow. they released... I need to send you the one. They released two songs. Yeah. And apparently, um, they're going to throw up... They're probably on YouTube, I guess. They did a live version at our concert uh, at Red Rocks of something, which I'm sure... He said it was going to be on the album. We'll see. I don't know. I, that would have to be a live album if he was going to do that, which I think he'll just have it. Or they cut it'll it. Be a song on the album that he'll have on YouTube yeah. played at Red Rocks. Or it's like on the album, it's a bonus live track that I've seen a lot, a lot of jam bands do that. They'll have a live track on there. 
so you can pick it up. I will say no. one of the cool things I love about stick figure is, is they do a little different than anybody I've seen so far, is right now I, I watch a lot of my stuff because we have pool time and I've got a big TV setup. Their videos are just beautiful mm -hmm. with all these colors and the new album, at least the song I've seen they've got out, is just gorgeous. I mean, it's got all kinds of colors and movement and stuff, and it's super cool. And yeah. You right. guys got that to look forward to. Yeah. Really digging on that. And I'm going to share with you guys Miller and the other centers, too, so you guys can hear some of him live. I heard some of them. I played them. But I will tell He's you better what. better live. He's yes. better live. But here's the thing. And, and it, I, I said this. I've, I've told you this. It's like our boy down there in Key West. Yeah, Rob Benton. And then we buy his album, and he's got a bunch of uh, uh, musical instruments backing yeah, him up, and no, it's not the same. No. And then it's like um, Colin Hay. I went and saw him in concert, and his acoustic stuff is bad to the bone. And then I buy his album, and he's got a bunch of accompanists, which yeah, and that's I'm like I don't need it. Yeah, just. Put the album out that I'm hearing. That you on the guitar is all I need. Throw it together and roll with it. Mm -hmm. Well, so there's something cool going down in St. Louis next week. I talked about it last week on my <laughs> podcast, but I want to put this out again. I'm actually working it next Friday. So you guys should definitely come down and out. Um, where's that at here? Pig and Whiskey. Uh, yeah, Pig, Pig and, and Whiskey Pig and at Bottle Works in Maplewood. And Schlafly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, there's shit ton of vendors, uh, like big, like headlining bands are playing. I think, you know, like Tech Nine, uh, whatever, Firemouth, like big, big bands, bands that have played, uh, at least St. Louis big, I'd say, you know, like Story of the Years playing, um, guys that have played the Factory, the Pageant, Ameristar, you know, like fill rooms, um, each night, food, drinks, Cigars, a uh, bunch of eclectic, like people setting up booths and stuff. It'd be kind of cool. You guys come down and check it out. Come say what's up. If you're in the area, come down and see us. We'll be down there. And when um, you go sell cigars for Lit and promote Lit at this place, now, how do you pick what cigars you're going to bring to the party? Um, I think we'll discuss it. We'll just kind of mm. look at it. Um, I do know that we're going to be retailing all the Lit barrel picks as well and tasting them out. Um, so probably play around with that, see what's what's wanting to be moved and what will go where and you know sometimes so for a lot of people don't know this and i know we've talked we've talked about this before especially with like whiskey festivals right if you are a whiskey drinker sometimes it's hard to just go to a regular whiskey festival and find something new because you've probably tasted through a lot of the typical stuff that comes yeah. around right but here's the problem for every 10 of you there are there's a hundred people there that are just getting into whiskey Right? You're exactly So right. sometimes when you go to a venue, and you'll see this with people that have food trucks, that there's food. Um, it's much like when you go to a concert. How come when you go to a concert and you're watching a band, 80% of their playlist is songs from the past earlier records? Because they've got to be sure they touch with the old, the older listeners. And I mean, by older, it could be if they came out five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And then every now and then they throw in a new song for the people who have been attached earlier, right? Cigar sales are the same way, especially if you're a shop that's out displaying. You want to throw in some intricate, cool, you know, different, unique things, but you got to lead with brands that are known. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to. And sometimes it's a bummer because you're like, eh, you know, what? I know I want to run it again. Maybe, maybe not, but you have to. Because for every 
10 of us that are out there that know cigars that are running through it, there's going to be a thousand that maybe they want to buy a cigar. It's the first time they've had a cigar. Maybe they only smoke every now and then. Maybe they've got liquid courage enough to smoke. Um, or maybe they're trying to buy a quick gift and they don't want to spend too much time thinking about it. You know? And I, I've, I've explained that to some people. They're like, well, that's a little silly. I'm like, no, but you can compare it to music, whiskey festivals, food festivals. Um, when, uh, for example, when you go to well, a wedding, right? How come there's uh, one type of fish and one type of meat on the menu? Because you can't go on there and say, okay, you have your choice of cod, sea bass, salmon, and then, or you could pick prime rib, T-bone, or bologna. Like, and you've got the non-professional orderers right. who will take way too damn much time, and right. they have to give you limited options. Right. Otherwise, you know, we'd be there all night trying to you get know, I even I even had a, a conversation. I was joking with the Daltons at the wedding. They were talking about a wedding mm -hmm. they had gone to a couple weeks before where they went, and they didn't have Bacardi at the free bar they were at. And they were like, well, there should always be rum. And I'm like, well, here's something you have to think about, right? When those companies are coming out and they're just pouring this shit, okay? It's all been paid for. It's good. Um, it's not like it's 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 plastic bottle, but it's well or just above, right? You know, normally you're going to see a Jack Daniels or a Jim Beam. You'll see a Tito's or an, or an Amsterdam maybe. Um, Captain Morgan or something else. Uh, your gin, I don't even know where you'd probably probably Hendrix if it's gin um you know and then your wine you're gonna have a typical red and white you know yeah. there's not gonna be anything crazy inside and they're like well why wouldn't you have rum I'm like well maybe at that party it was you know because you there are packages you can pick when you do that right um there maybe was no at rum that party. at that party yeah at the one no not not yours but the other one the other one they were talking yeah. about um and I was like well maybe when they set it up they didn't ask for the rum you yeah. know, if these guys came out and wheeled out a professional fucking bar with six options for every spirit class you can think of, one, this would not, the weddings aren't cheap anyway, I can only freaking imagine. It'd be yeah, that much an more expensive. Wedding, and then 30, you got to pay grand now? for it. It's oh, like an average wedding, 30, 40 grand now, it's, I think. I think it's got to be just because when you see like the venues people rent, you know, I mean, it's, I know it's not cheap. No. I know it's not cheap. I mean, it's, it can't be. But a lot of that plays together. You know, you don't normally think of it like that, but it does. It does play together. It's an interesting way of looking at it. Love it. Love it. Well, speaking of weddings, we, we just got done with one. And um, my son, Dylan, and Maddie Hodges now. Um, it was a beautiful wedding. This was their first shot. They got it done. They had three canceled on COVID. Of course, we got them married, but it was during COVID and we were in a park and distance and a few people came in their cars, but um, it was nice to finally get them married and it was a beautiful wedding. Very and, nice wedding, um, very nice wedding. Yes, it was done fantastic. And that, you remember the name of the, the hotel? Uh, was it- the It's the Hilton, Hilton Front. Hilton Front, right? Yeah, the room was uh, beautiful. In the Clayton Ballroom. Yes, it yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Big ass hotel. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, you have no idea that thing's that big until you drive in, <laughs> until you drive into it. Yeah, you go under the first arch and there's more shit back there. That's um, actually where me and my wife stayed on our honeymoon, way, 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 way back in the day. I want to say '85, and um, I think we got married at the Flaming Pit. 
Well, we actually got married in Kirkwood, and then we had our reception at the Flaming Pit. You heard it. Yeah. If we just reword that, we got married in a flaming pit. Yeah. <laughs> Almost sounds like a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, it did. does. It really does. We got after married his, in a flaming after pit. His 15th love child. Yeah. Oh, man. But that was a good time. And we, our selection, uh, it was kegs. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. I was working for Miller at the time. I brought a couple kegs in. That's how we did it. I've been coming down here, and of course, I'm talking visually now because you guys won't see it. But this little juniper over here, uh, that guy has been so little forever. And I've been coming down here 42, 43 years. It's finally getting a little growth on it. Yeah. yeah. He's always been, he's like the closest thing to the water, any shade. And there's very little shade. But anyway, he's finally getting a little growth on him. But I got to say, the lake is down. We've yeah. had so much water, some places as much as 15, 16 inches in St. Louis. And somehow, you know how it goes, there are these bubbles and misses and hits and misses. This is a little low down here. I think through all, they only got maybe two inches over the last three weeks. So we're a little low, but this is usual for um, this time of year down here. But, it, but the grass is still green. Usually it's all burned up by now, but it looks gorgeous. And we got very fortunate to pick a day when the humidity level is good, the uh, wind is calm until one blows in. And uh, it's been a great day so far. So I'm have you- enjoying the hell out of this cigar. Are it's you? Great. Good. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it. And it's going, it's, it, I'm sure it goes pretty well to have an hill. The 52, man, I, I just, I've always been a 52 over nine guy. Like nine Oscuro Bellicoso is the 152 millimeters. They're, they're good. They're dark, they're rich, they're hearty. But these stall cut um, 52s, just they have that greedy bitey punch to the Liga line that I like so much more than the smooth chocolatey essence that you get in the Escuro, right? What is the wrapper on this? <clears throat> on that? Yeah. Uh, Corojo. It's really, that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. It's really smooth. It doesn't yeah. have that toothy. It's a Corojo, I think. I think it's Corojo, I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to look that one up. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, have you been diving back into box press lately? Box press cigars? You know, I haven't had any. Well, I take that back. I did I did bring a box press this time, and it's the Frank. doesn't count. But I haven't uh, had no, a actually, box wait, press yes, in a it while. Does. This does. You can't say it. It's box press. It is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's. Uh, I have not had a lot of box press lately. I, um, I don't know if that's unconsciously, you know, because I'm a... Not a box press guy. Well, I, I told you I had, you know, I, I'm I'm not a box press fan. One, and this is, it's completely ridiculous a little bit, but I'm going to say it. I don't like how well the cigar breathes. I don't like that it's like a straw. Air just flows through it, which is the concept of. Well, didn't Luciano explain this to yeah, us? Yeah, so the, I, the, the idea, well, because the idea is. The more airflow that's readily available, the less heat that is actually used to ignite the tobacco and come through allows you to taste the tobaccos more. Because you don't risk burning them or smoking too fast, creating too much heat, yada, yada, yada. I get that. Fully understand that. I hate it. But I don't like how easily it breathes, you know? Uh, and I don't like the way it sits in your mouth. I don't like how it's flat on your teeth, which again, is an idea. You easily hold it. Um, it doesn't roll around. But I, I'm a tradition, I like the traditional cigar, right? Or the Vitola, I should say. I've been smoking them here and there. And I do I do find they are very good. I don't know that 
it's one of those things where you can't say you can taste the tobacco more in that cigar unless that cigar is also done in other variables so you can taste it outside of the box press that's the one thing i can't get on board with someone's like oh i, I taste the so um the sumatra cojono 12 that still comes in the box press and tatuai love that cigar it's great i don't smoke them all the time they've probably had three in the past three months maybe but i love that cigar now someone's like well it tastes better than the 2009. I'm like, we well, one, you can't compare two different blends. And two, 2009 is a short Bellicoso. It's not a box price cigar. So now if you say that you just like that one better than that one, I can say that, but you can't compare them right. together. They're not the same thing. Just like we try to tell people not, not to compare the Hooligan against the um, the Cyclops. I mean, two well, Again, that's two cigars. completely different blends. Right. Um, now, there are types of comparing you can do you can contrast right um you know what, what is it you make that that diagram with the circles you know what i'm saying like what do you like about this one this one, what do you like about both you can do it like that compare and contrast them but you can't you can't go you know you you can't smoke uh I, I guess what i'm saying is you have to be wary about how you're comparing the cigars you know you can compare your favorites like <clears throat> do you like this one more than this one but don't go against the two if they're not the same thing, I just rambled a little bit. That's all right. I don't know if that's that made, what we do. I don't know that. if that made any sense in the end, but <clears throat> that's one thing I'll say about the box press. And I will say I am I am enjoying some of them. Um, there's been a few that I've got to smoke back into that I haven't had a long time. Like I smoked an old La Carême yesterday, just traditional release. It's like a Jericho Hill, man. Short little box press cigar. I love those cigars. They're great. Um, the Cajon of the 12 series, I love those. They're great. Um, but one thing I want to ask against box press is, so you have, uh, they have Placencia down here at Leatherwood, right? Did I, I hear Rick I, say that? I'm pretty sure they okay, do. Okay, so if they do, if he's got a couple of these, I'll point these out to you. Placencia has been doing some awkward rolling, making diamonds and and. And triangles, octagons, octagons, yeah, like an octagon roll. I don't know what they call it. Um, that I'm, I'm curious on. You know, if 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 the idea behind that is to taste more, or if it alters the the burn speed or, or something, you know, um, I don't know. Curious. How the construction on most of these cigars that we've been smoking, like I've said from where we started to where we are now. I mean, it's very rare that I don't really have a good cigar that the draw is good. Um, but to your point, I do agree. There are some cigars that, and, I, I, and I've mentioned this many times. I remember when I first had the Miami 15 and I smoked that, it was, the air flowed through that so amazingly. It was so light in my hands. I was like, wow, I don't know about this. Like, cut it and lit it, but the flavors in there that that particular size drew out, the flow was great, the draw was great. There's just something about everything that was put together in that cigar just flowed amazingly. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, but now we have had cigars that when I smoke them and it goes right through, I already, and there's nothing in there. <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah, where they're just You're light. only getting about a blend. Yeah. Like two different blends, maybe. Bl they're, I don't want to say bland. 
I like to use the term flat. Um, and this, the, this has happened frequently. Um, I shouldn't say frequently. I think it's, I've tried multiple cigars in the same place to make sure it was a cigar and it's happened continually in the cigar. So it wasn't just a fluke day on your palate or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are going to be some flat cigars, much like, much like I like revisiting old cigars. Is there a cigar that you've smoked recently that you haven't smoked in years that you know of? Well, <laughs> you know, the Asylum, which was one of my favorite. It seems like I only smoke one of those maybe once a year because I have to go buy them somewhere. Typically, I'll find them at the Hill. Um, but because you just have to go find them. Because I don't want to order a whole box. I got too many other things going on. But that one, typically, I, I think I had a T1, T100 Tatawahe that I hadn't smoked in probably nine, ten months. That was fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was in the humidor the other day talking with a couple of guys, and we were going through all the My Father stuff and some uh, La Promesa Lanceros. They were jumping on them, and they were talking about... Um, the Pepin Classic, the 1979 Robustos, which is a 99 Corojo cigar. And they were like, man, I smoked one a couple months ago. It was just the spiciest cigar I'd ever had. And I was like, well, I, sometimes just your palate, you know, he goes, no, he tells me what he smokes. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you, you're you used to density. You know, he's like, he, likes, he likes Padron Handmaids. He likes a lot of AJS to lead stuff, uh, uh, Condega tobaccos and things like that. So he likes spice development in the cigar. And I'm like, all right. So I grabbed one of these 79 Robustos. I probably hadn't smoked that cigar in at least five years. At least, right? Just one, hadn't seen them. Uh, and two, um, just it's not something that I was just going after. Did I smoke a cigar? Or Corojo? Literally perfect amount of spice. Tingles on your tongue. It's got a solid leather back body to it. Phenomenal cigar. It's eight bucks. I bought four of them. He's like, oh, you didn't believe me, it's strong, huh? I was like, yeah, it's good, but I'm just buying more, you know? Like, and it was cool, because it's not often, you know, you, you joke about it, because when you look in your humidor, and I think everybody can attest to this, um, as you start smoking, some people get to this level much quicker, or some people quit the exploration phase of cigars, but you will see in your humidor, you'll start seeing a trend as to what you smoke, and then there's a bunch of randoms that you just you've picked up or you've tried or you bought two or three you didn't like it you know like we do we'll come over with cigars and then leave in the morning and you leave six cigars in a bottle there right we do it all the time it's just it's whatever you know you do it bring a bag over hey this is for us you didn't finish them cool i'm not taking it home we're good you know and you go through that what i want people to do and if you haven't done it when you're going through your humidor look at something be like damn i can't remember the last time i smoked that grab it and smoke it because it may end up being your new favorite and then you start going back and looking at other stuff. So I haven't done it yet, but you know, my father's the judge. That oval press cigar. Damn. That I have not smoked a, a judge. I have not smoked a judge yeah. since the first time I walked into Lit, and that was in September of 2019. I know the first cigar I no, no, the first cigar I bought in there was a 20 or a 19 Calaveras. 20 no, 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 no. Lake Rim, maybe? Four kicks, something like that. I think it's the first cigar I bought. I had an Eagle Rare. It was the first pour I had. And then I went in there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, dude, this place is great. Like, this is like when Lit had, like, four bottles on the wall. Golden tea didn't exist. <laughs> you know, all the Audi chairs were kind of sprung out. And I went in, I was like, be a judge, dude. And I had a judge. 
And I was looking at them the other day, and I was like, man, Damn, I dude. have not, have not. So when I was packing stuff up this morning, I look in there, and I'm like, son of a bitch. I got to judge. I was like, all right. Yeah, I'm going to smoke it. One that you brought to the forefront uh, on our last podcast, because some of these just run together so quickly. Weeks just fly by. But I hadn't had a black label, and then I had that Killer V, um, and you had... Uh, I had a Green, uh, Hornet. Green Hornet. Yeah. I hadn't had that in at least a year. Yeah, but better. you got some Green Hornet from when I came back from Scottsdale, don't you? I do, and I still have it. I haven't smoked it. I Because I saw it in my humidor. I redid all my... I, I redid everything because I took my boxes out of my three-tiered humidor and just kept singles in there, and I took everything to a big igloo right now until I get my Perfect. new humidor done. But that was one hell of a ball-busting cigar. That cigar I've always loved. Talk about nicotine. Yeah, Ooh. it's a potent cigar, man. It's, it's I a, got a nicotine buzz it's on a, that. It's a full, full cigar. Big body on it, great amount of smoke, good taste to it, and it's potent. It leads with spice. Yo, the Candela on that's kind of cool. That, that was one of the first Candela next to Luciano that I had. That it was, it wasn't bitter or bland or just flat. It was sweet, so it created like a spiced rock candy kind of taste. Not pop rocks, but you ever just had rock candy, like sugar oh, yeah. rock candy. So there's a Hawaiian uh, seasoning called Lihimoy. Lihimoy is a, it's a, it's kind of a spicy sweet that goes on that rock candy. You see Lihimoy rock candy like crazy. The sweetness played like that, but then you get, bam, you get hit with that black pepper spice. Just straight, I'm seasoning a steak and you lick your finger, that black pepper spice was amazing. But you know something? We're so fortunate also in our era, and I say our era because I'm, you know, we're 30 years apart, but what, what I'm, I'm getting been smoking at, around the same amount of time. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is flavors in general are so more readily available and people are willing to try them perfect example is like uh, jams and jellies like this jalapeno with sweet like hot with sweet now janine found days that. Ag- uh, you know even years a couple years ago you would never find that no and i told janine we buy them on these little breads we go to the winery and that so the other day, I do a piece of toast, peanut butter, and I throw some of that jalapeno uh, jam on top of my peanut butter, and holy hell, it was it was heaven, man! It was it's bad ass. That habanero blackberry. Yeah, and Janine finds all these; <clears throat> they are amazing. The best, man. Amazing. But yeah, no, but I'm we're super... more attuned to more flavors and trying more things, and I the culinary. Um, the culinary um, foods and spices and tastes that are out there now is so exploded across the United States and especially in St. Louis. Yeah. And I think they're saying that St. Louis has some of the best culinary things going right now. Well, of course, love, you got New York and, and love, LA. Love to hear that. I mean, here in the Midwest, there's that. a lot of good stuff happening in St. It's, Louis. It's also, in, in cigars, you know, you got to be grateful that, that it took such a keen eclectic artistic point of view that dove into tobacco and started creating some of these different things you know um developments of tobacco you know names that you know if carlito fuente hadn't played around with broadleaf right who knows okay who knows if if broadleaf would be being used right now okay let alone the opus project right if jaime garcia had not come to nicaragua from from cuba who knows you know that one's a little difficult because Jose Padron had already been in, in, in Nicaragua doing Padron. 
But the thing about Padron that's a little different to me, to, to my father, or Jaime's work, bulk of Padron's uh, product, skew price point starts around $15, $16. Bulk of it, right? Then you've got the handmade series that comes in around nine to, you know, sometimes depending on where you're at, it could be as high as 15, okay? Jaime's product, I don't care if you want to start with my father, and if you want to end in Tatuaje's RC series, right? Your product starts at six seventy-five, eight dollars, and can extend up to, you know, fifty-five, sixty, seventy-five. You know, um, same so way who with, knows? with whiskey and right. So that's what vodka, and, and, bourbon. And I want to do bourbon in a minute too, but with cigars, imagine what would have happened to the cigar industry if those two people didn't arrive. If those three people weren't there. You know, if, if Ernesto Carrillo wasn't wasn't doing his family model in the Dominican Republic, who knows what would happen if Eusto Uroa and Chris Uroa had never split apart. If that was just still Camacho, what would have happened to all the new product that Eusto Uroa has put out? You know, um, Aladino, it's literally I, I will not argue this with anybody. There's not another Honduran cigar on the market that tastes as good as that shit does. Don't care. That vintage Corojo, I want to say it's the number, I think it's the number four. It's a little Corona. That is one of the best cigars, period. And it's, it's a Habano cigar. Sorry, Honduran cigar. Apologize. You know, what if those things had never taken place? Speaking of Broadleaf, what about Pennsylvania Lajero and Pennsylvania Broadleaf? Well, Which... Pennsylvania Broadleaf, that one's longer. The Lajero part, though, I'm still fucking stumped on. Well, that's what's in the... Uh, no, I know, but I'm just still stumped as to why no one else's wall foundation has it now. Oh, really? In, yeah. in our Cyclops. That's yeah. what I think everybody has loved. Remember, you sent me... And this is actually really funny to me because you're not like a big tobacco talker, right? I'm trying to pick up a The few one things. fucking time I get a text about tobacco, right? You weren't asking a question. You weren't doing this. Hey, did you read this from Foundation? And you sent me the article and they were doing... He's doing some cigar that's got Pennsylvania heroin. You're like... Isn't that the filler in the Cyclops? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm kind of proud of you right now. <laughs> it happens. But just imagine if those things didn't take place in such a... And the reason I think it's so important is, look, man, as cigar smokers, look, our cigar company is about the size of a termite on... A termite. In, in, in the industry, right? If this whole thing were a chunk of wood, right? Now, cigar smokers, as far as the economy in the United States, are the tick on the termite if this thing was all wood. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are a lot more that aren't cigar smokers or enthusiasts or people that actually care about the advancement of the industry um, than there are that do, you know? Um, so it's cool to, to keep seeing it go, you know? And if, if it weren't for lounges continuously trying to progress, trying to get bigger, trying to do new things. Um, well, there's more, there's more cigar smokers that are becoming more educated too. And they're willing to talk a little bit about what they're smoking other than just grab some cigars with their bros and just start pumping. And well, you also have to think about this too. Average cigar smoker age now, I think the last time we looked at it is like 31, 29, 31, whatever. We have internet now. And whether the information is correct or wrong, you now could, I, I, I've, I've seen it happen. You have someone that comes into a lounge for two, three weeks, 
they'll try a different cigar three, four times a week, and uh, they don't need your help anymore after about three weeks. Because as they're smoking that cigar, they take a picture of it, send it to their buddies, There's, they put it in their app, whichever. Uh, they read the magazines, they read the literature that's out, uh, they watch the YouTube videos, they listen to podcasts, they, they listen to everything. And it's kind of a self-teaching moment. You know, you get to run through with it. Well, and, and that's the beauty of it, because we've always said, like, listen, man, you guys can order shit online and whatever, but it's not the real experience about going to a brick and mortar, finding your local tobaccoist and talking to him and finding out these things and getting educated and going through a learning process where, you know, you know, over, you know, a year of you spending some time at a couple of places, you're becoming more knowledgeable and you feel good about your picks and, and your knowledge about what you're picking up at some of these places. Yeah. Rather than just order some shit online, which I got nothing against that, but I'm just saying if you're into it, you know, no, the only time. the only thing I have against that is ordering your shit online and then coming into a brick and mortar and trying to smoke it. That bothers me. Well, yeah. I think the best analogy I've heard for that is uh, walking into Ruth Chris and bringing your own steak. You know what I'm saying? Unless like, you, unless you. Well, okay. <laughs> I have. Here's my other thought about that too: is like, hey, listen, if I bring my own cigars into your shop, and and this is us besides, right? Okay. I'm not saying lit. I'm saying anybody. So if you're regularly buying your boxes from there and then you walk in with the cigars that you bought and you're smoking them there, I'm like, hey, easy peasy up on me. I've spent $1,000 here in the last couple of months. So you're telling me the cigars I bought, I can't bring them in and smoke them? You know what I'm saying? Well, what I'm saying is, is if you're, if you're like visiting... Like, don't bring any outside cigars in. And me and you have always said, hey, will you go visit a, uh, a cigar shop? You bring your, um, you buy a cigar, right? Because we got to keep the shops moving. Yeah. But if I'm buying boxes of cigars from you and then when oh, I come no, no, the next no, no, time. No, 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 I don't think, I don't think that, that's not what I'm talking about. I buy a box of cigars and I bring some in and I'm smoking <clears throat> and I didn't buy any this time. No, don't no, jump no, my no, shit. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I, I, right. And I've not seen that. I'm talking about. You know, if you if you come in, you buy three boxes of, of cigars, and then you come back the next three days, and you got the box that you got the same three cigars. I don't think anybody's going to snap at you or get mad. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the guy that or the guy or girl that walks in with the bag in the big smiley face that says Cigars International on it, sits down and asks for an ashtray. Right, like, I get you. And you see that everywhere, man. I've been in. I've you know we've been in plenty of lounges. You'll see that everywhere yeah and that's when lounge just got to crack down that's when it's like look dude you know you you can't you can't just come and in and sit down whatever you want. By, it's a little different too if you have a box there well i, I guess locker programs depend on where you're at and yeah. what's going on that that's all that's all individual to the shop well here's one thing i wanted to do before we get to yeah this bo this bottle we're drinking right now is a four four roses small batch select this was the bottle that i brought to the wedding i just wanted to cheers you and me and just say thanks for coming to the wedding oh, and course, here's man. to maddie and that is for and the Cummings, um you know for putting together a hell of a beautiful wedding and thank you and you know a good future to all involved um and cheers it, that's kind of why i brought this four roses i wanted to do it last cheers. week we didn't get to and it, it's small it. batch select non filtered, 104 proof. It's absolutely Jeez. amazing. It's you know, I beautiful. forgot we had this at Lid till the other day. 
I was talking to someone. They were like, hey, uh, can I have a four rows? I'm like, well, would you like the uh, small batch single barrel? And I turned around and I went, we're small batch select. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, what's that? I'm like, well, that's the one you're going to have. <laughs> that's a step up and you'll love it. A few more bucks and I think you'll enjoy the hell out of it. It's a good sipper. So I think personally, now if you get, so I've never gotten real deep into as far as four roses go. You know, you've tried to explain this to me. I, I think I just don't care enough to learn it. The color, or the, not color, sorry, the letter organization on the bottles, like OBVX yeah. or OBVY, that is the Rickhouse placement blend. That's how it lets you know what mash bill was used. Right. Was it's located. not like a stave collection where they give you the staves. Right. Like and that's on, on Maker's Mark Private Select. Yes, yes. This, they have an OB statement that's saying what where they're blending their barrels from houses, whatever, and they oh. put a letter on it. Well, for example, you have OBSV, exactly. OBSK, OBSF, OESV, OESK, and OESF. And each of those have flavors on them, but I'm not going to read them because yep. I don't want to talk about that. Yep, yep. Um, but what I'm getting at is I think this is better than single barrel. Yeah, and a little thing that surprises me, and I don't know if they don't do it, but I've, I've not seen any barrel picks of Four Roses Small Batch Select. I don't know if there's a specific reason for that, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Is this new though? No, that's been around. I, I say this but is a couple years. A year. A, I think it's been around at least a year, a little more. Because I remember I was at that dirt cheap. Remember I sent you a picture of it? They had like a stacks of it. I don't know if it's new. I've I just had a you look, know, it took me a while. They do it in their private, they've got there's a private select for roses too, which comes in that more of a fat bottom, comes up, and we had it at Bissinger's. Um, remember when we went to the chocolate factory and they yeah. had the four roses and that I think was a select but that was just four roses single barrel it wasn't a specific barrel no, pick that was, that. well that was a single barrel barrel sorry four roses single barrel barrel pick I'm agreeing with you here I've only seen th th this because this is so like we don't have the other one this has the kind of brownish black background where four roses is red Yeah, the regular one or I think it's red yeah, I think it's red um, no, I haven't seen this, but that's why I was wondering if this is... Look, it's taken me a while to fall in love with Four Roses again. I had a bad experience with Four Roses. It cost me way too much fucking money. But, um, speaking of barrel picks, Litz got two Old Elk picks coming in in a couple of weeks. Next week? A couple of weeks? Wow. Yeah. Man, they are jamming a lot of ding-dong. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, man. Brian, Dana, uh, I know Dave, Andrew, I've been involved in one. Um, but like these, I know they personally went to Old Elk. They went through it. They tasted them. One, and guys, if I have this backwards, I'm sorry. I think one is weeded cash strength. And then the other is a first of its kind finish, I believe. Um, I can't say what finish and all that, but we'll see it soon. It is coming. Um, be on the lookout for those. So, what we're getting ready to pour next, this is cool. It's not often that, unless it's a Booker's bottle, that's pretty much the only time it ever really happens, that the Cowboy and I have not had it simultaneously at the same time. Well, we've, we, you know, we found some bottles when we're out, like at a restaurant or something. But this is, let me say it real quick. I want to make Yakenda? sure I say it right. Is it Yakenda? Yakida? Yakida? Yakida Rye Whiskey. It's 45%. It is a Welsh rye whiskey. Now, this is owned 
um, by Springfield Distilling, which is owned by Springfield Brewing Company. Now, I found this a couple years ago. Um, actually, three years ago, the first time we went out to Top of the Rock. Got ya. On the way back, uh, Wahina and I, we stopped, and I was like, hey, let's get a bite to eat. You know, we had left. We had time to kill. Nothing was going on. She's like, yeah, I'm hungry. I was like, all right, well, you know, you went to school in Springfield. Like, she's like, let's go to the brewery. I was like, I like beer. We went to the brewery. Um, that day, I found one of my favorite IPAs in the world that you can only pick up at the brewery. So I only get it when we go there. Um, and one of the coolest hot sauces I'd ever had. So you've had dry rub, right? And you've had hot sauce? Have you ever had a dry rub refried wing dipped in hot sauce? Probably not. Ooh. Boom. Now, we did have Boom. some crazy-ass wings down there at the Golden Hoosier that were pretty damn good. Ah, they put the banana pepper on I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, the banana pepper was delicious on hot wing, but I think banana pepper is... You know, I do the... Um, I do a... Uh, I'll take a rump roast and do it for, I don't know, 13, 14 hours and do it with an Italian seasoning and beer... We let it roll till it shreds up to nothing. And that on a French roll with some jalapenos on it. You've done that for football. You've done that for football. I usually do that in the fall. Hey, you want to go to the KC game this year? Hell yeah, we're going to go to some KC games. I talked to Jim Gam about it the other day. We're going to go that Sunday. I think it's like week nine There's a Thursday one that is the Rams. I can't do Thursday. I can do Sunday, though. You should go, though. Well, there are some good ones coming. Yeah. And then I know we we're need going to get it on it early and commit. We're going to Vegas in January for the Raiders Chiefs game. I'm just trying to figure out which day the game's going to be on. Six or the seventh. Don't know yet. Um, but no, so then we're sitting there and I'm looking around and breweries are always really cool, right? Because I don't think any two are the same. Like normally you'll see the brewing equipment inside because that's kind of the new thing. But I'm looking around and I look up and they got like their beer of the month Stein Club, you know. Um, and then I see this shelf, and it's all this yakida, and they had a bourbon and a rye. And I was like, well, what is that? She goes, I'm not sure. I, I, I've only been here a month or whatever. I was like, all right, well, if you have a manager or anything, I'm just curious what it is. Because, you, know? um, you know, sometimes they collect things and put them up, or it could have just been, you know, you see that on a wall. I thought it just might have been artwork with colored water in it, you know? And uh, manager comes over, she's talking to us. Finish his wings. I'm complimenting the wings. I'm like, dude, holy cow! Like, I'm not a wing savant, but I fancy myself a wing eater. Wing savant. <laughs> and uh, and she goes, yeah. So we purchased a distillery that wasn't going under, and I'm probably botching this story. It wasn't going under, but the distiller wanted to continue, but the money to make it continue long term wasn't there anymore. Right. So it was going to last, but it wasn't going to last as long as it wanted to. It was acquired by Springfield Brewing. This is what they had. Now, the bourbon, those were show bottles. The bourbon wasn't ready. Their bourbon was aging for four years. The rye is at two and a half years old when I got it. And we just opened it. Right? And I was like, well, cool. Can I have it? It's $38. And I was like, right on. And I tried it there. You know, just what they had on the bar. Let's try it. I don't, I had hot sauce in my mouth, so it probably just tastes like Cheers. water. I don't know. Ninety proof. Yeah, 
it reminds me a little bit of what we had last week. Uh, Nicola. Pahalo Road. Pauly Road. Pauly yeah. Road. Reminds me a little bit of that, to be honest with you. Is that... And I'm, I'm going to ask this as if... I, as it's a little sweet. I don't know what I'm talking about, but as if I don't taste. Is that honey? Tastes like it. Is that what that is? Tastes like it. Or honeysuckle, maybe? Have you ever ate honeysuckle? Like, oh, off, yeah. the, off the limb? Just when you were little... Listen, there's different kinds of honeysuckle. Long um, yellow bells. Only one G. Where Long bells. you take that honeysuckle flower and you grab their... Um, and I'm not, uh, I'm gonna have a brain fart on it, but when a flower blooms, these pollinators come out. And if you grab the pollinators and pull them out of the flower and stick the end of the pollinators in your mouth and pull it out, you get a real sugary, uh, beautiful. Oh, we just used to, I don't know, maybe that's what you're supposed to do, but we used just to pull the yellow, we call them long bells, the ones that look like trumpets really, pop them off, put them in backwards, bite them and pull them out. And it would taste like grass for a minute, and then it would sweeten up like well, a, like a sugar cube. I'm just saying, don't eat the flour. Just pull pull the back. It's like when you pull an onion out of the ground, you're going for the onion. When you pull the pollinator right Sorry, at sir, the end, right onions. there, you stick that in your mouth, and that's where you're getting all the sweetness from. Okay. Now the bees and whatever they fly around and they get all on that end of the thing and get all that shit out of there too. Mm -hmm. So. Well, they're pollinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. But this is cool. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, the barrel picks. That's one thing I, I was going to say. They haven't missed yet. And I say, yeah, because yeah. you never know. Might miss. Haven't missed. But I like the barrel. There's another really good barrel pick that I will tell you off air. Um, I can't even say anything yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, really excited about that. Um, okay, so another thing, I want to get back on the ordering thing because I think this is funny because I was thinking about the pollinators and sweetness thing? and all that oh, ordering. Yeah. It's like I was at Starbucks the other day, and do you ever go? You there? know, I find it really fucking funny. You go to Starbucks, really? Why? Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. Well, because on my walk, some days uh, I end up going through Deerberg's and grab me a uh, a little latte or something there to finish out another half an hour or whatever. I go to Starbucks in December. Because they make this peppermint mocha thing. It's my white girl drink. I don't ever do I any of those flavors. Dude, I get a venti. And I go through the roof, high on sugar, about 25 minutes. I drink this thing right before I go to bed. I'm not even kidding you. And I'm like, ah, done. Out cold. I will sleep 12 hours like a, like comatose. Out cold. I love them. So I'm ordering. And she goes, and and what's your name? I'm like, Steve. She goes, hey, Steve, isn't it a beautiful day? And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Good. Well, what can I get for you today? I'm like, well, I'll have a hot vente latte. She goes, oh, excellent. Great. Yeah. Great pick. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, okay. As a professional order and hey, everything, can I have a piece of that banana, walnut bread? Oh, excellent pick. Woo. Love it. Everything great. I mean, it was like, man, I need some of that good wake up juice, whatever you're doing. That's great. And everything was so, it was like the valley girl, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. You know, anyway, I just find that stuff fascinating. I love I'm it. I'm not man. a comedian, but I can understand where, like, a Seinfeld and that they get their material just through observating how people are and whatever. Well, but I, there's got to be something to be said for customer service when you can 
Look, there's always there's always going to be people that are just in a bad mood, right? I've been in a bad mood. You've been in a bad mood. Everyone has bad moods, right? Everyone does. If you're always happy, it's because you're microdosing mushrooms, all right? That's fine by me. You want anything in that but. latte? No. Oh, wow, bring us down. Right. You just right. want a basic latte? Okay. Ooh, you're in a bad pooper. mood, right? You don't want any pumpkin spice or mint or anything on there? Well, not today. So I actually, so I actually, I do go to Starbucks, not often at all, but now anytime I go, I get a black coffee with a pump of mint. And the story on wow, that- how boring. No, the story on that is hilarious. So during, I went, not during COVID, but kind of after. We got up. It was one of those cold Sundays. Like, we went on a hike. Like, you want to get some coffee? I was like, yeah, it's a fucking Starbucks, dude. Yes, yeah, so we got in line. <laughs> they, so, they the, obviously, Starbucks lines have gotten long. They're always long. But this one we were in had, like, instead of ordering at the um, kiosk thing there, or the menu, yeah. they have people walking around with iPads. You just took your orders at your window. Love it. Right? So, I walk up. Now, you and, know who that is. That's and, Chick-fil-A. And when uh, he orders what she gets, I was like, I'll just have black coffee. And that girl was like, oh, wow. And I was like, did I do something wrong? She's like, I mean, we were just black coffee. And I was like, can I have a pump of mint? She goes, <laughs> that's exciting. And <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, so from now on when I go, I'm like, can I have yeah. black coffee? They're like, anything else? Pump of mint. Okay. I'm like. Thank you. <laughs> is that it? Do I need to order? They always say, is that it? Dude, I don't I'm like, put anything uh, in my coffee. Do I, really? Do I need to order more? I don't drink coffee all the time, but I'm one of those weirdos. I like the way to coffee tastes. I don't want sugar in coffee. Like, I drink unsweet tea, not sweet tea. <laughs> right. You know, and I don't really drink soda unless I'm on an airplane. Yeah. Or if I want a little soda in my drink. Oh, well, if I have Tito's, I have Sprite. Because oh. I don't know how the fuck you drink Tito's, but you do. Yeah, now nah, I got to admit, it's like, so, you know, listen. <laughs> I don't Everybody will be saying, hey, don't get are you really the bourbon cowboy? Because we notice you drink a lot of just Tito's and club. And I go, yeah, it's boring as hell. But that's kind of my constant. Yeah, my little like shit. A little water. It's kind of like water, but I get my little groove, and then I can have a few little pours. I will never forget, We I think we were playing a Spirit out there in Chesterfield. And uh, you came out, and you're like... I got us some Tito's with lime. They didn't have any. They didn't have any uh, clubs. We got Sprite. I was like, "Well, that's better." Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, that's better. Yeah. So they perhaps have diet Sprite. Diet Sprite. Diet Sprite. Right. Well, and then I've got a couple buddies who love Crown and Diet Sprite. You leave Gim alone. Well, my other buddy uh, groomed same way. He's a Diet Sprite Crown. You know. And then it's whatever, I'm off of it, but it's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. It's a good, I, I get where everybody's got their hey, kind of their, their Coolio float. Huh? When do we have to be where we have to be? Four. How are we doing? Oh, we got to go. Mm. Well, we got to get a dip. All right, let's wrap mm -hmm. it up. All right, guys, thank you so much. We will be sharing some uh, posts and everything with you. Um, this is a fun podcast, you know, a little more ranting. We, but first of all, are we on air? Do we? We are on air. I never plugged it in, but we're on. <laughs> it's there. We're on air. What are we fucking on, on air? The air. fish to see her on air. Uh, there's been a lot because we don't want a lot around. of interruptions out here on the old uh, fucking lake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But been a great podcast. The TV the two paired really well all around. I gotta say, I will say this because we're, we're actually we'll do like a after hours in the car for the Patreon, but um. I, you can't beat that Heaven Hill seven year man. I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, you, find it. You've ne now you've never paid more than fifty dollars for that bottle, right? No, that was yeah. 
Exactly. Right. Even you, where'd you find it before? Were you in Illinois before, or were you in Kentucky? Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. I don't think they sell it in St. Louis. I don't. You got to go across either. the bridge, find Illinois. And Which kills me. Normally, dude. you'll find it seventy bucks. Over Heaven there. Hill seventeen and seventeen-year-old Fitz came to Missouri, but God. you can't find Heaven Hill seven-year bottle and bottle. If anybody's got a seventeen-year bottle, please contact Craft Imperial at gmail.com or .com. Let me see if I because the Bourbon Cowboy one, will solicit your driveway for. Oh my gosh, I I'm having a hard time finding that for my collection. Um, anyway. Please give us contact on that because we need to have that on our podcast. We need to have it in the vault. But anyway. But yeah, so all you guys, thank you for all the support. As always, Lit Cigar Lounge, our locker sponsor, the OG. As I said, their build-out is starting uh, in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be one hell of a year in 23 uh, with the lounge opening. Uh, Two barrel picks coming up here soon. Uh, Also, I want to put out, I need to make sure this goes out. Sorry, I forgot about this till just now. In September, I want to say that it's September 10th. I will double check the date and I'll make sure it's with the post. Our next cigar dinner is going to be at Vito's in the Valley in Chesterfield with KC Johnson from Tatuaje and Angel's Envy Bourbon. Um, with that, you get a uh, Guela size Miami 10 year. As well as a Latte La- 52. I'm not sure if it's the Lat or if it's the original. Um, you get a pour of Angel's Envy bourbon plus a pour of Angel's Envy rye plus two craft cocktails and a full five-course meal. Now, there are three buying options for the event, which I will share. There is the full event experience. There is the non-smoking event experience. And there is the non-drinking or smoking event experience. So there are three different packages you can buy to actually enjoy this dinner with everybody. So that's another spot you can come down and see the Craft Imperial Boys. Um, that's going to be a fun one. So we're going to run off here now. I do got to hit you with something from FFK Stands. On our Patreon, patreon.com slash Craft Imperial, $3 a month. Uh, Tim Morgan, congrats on winning the first giveaway. Um, we've got five more that are running through the month. So all the packages are shipping. Tim, your stuff is with me. I will see you soon, so you'll be able to get that. Um, We'll check this out from FFK Stands right after the Bourbon Cowboy takes us out. Yeah, listen, as always, guys, for sure, thanks for listening in. And come out and see us, man. We would love to get involved with our listeners more. So in saying that, listen, I'm signing off out here at the lake. Have a great weekend and giddy up. Hey, guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch.